Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. This is a very special birthday episode. Sure. Almost. We won't. This is our last episode before your birthday. Okay. Yeah. As many people like to call it New Year's Eve. Yes. yes. I feel like that's a horse that's been beaten to death. It is. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Everyone knows it's my birthday coming up. That's all right. You, you know, there's no better way to celebrate your 50th. Hey. Not yet. No, you've got a couple years. Yes. All right. What's going on in the Disney Parks blog? Um, they have a story here on celebrating a historic year of wish granting with Make-A-Wish. That's right. It was written by Josh Tomorrow, who is the chairman of Disney Experiences. We haven't heard from him a lot. No. Uh, he was over for the opening of Zootopia. He was overseas. Okay. Um, so we've seen him there. Uh, but he did write a little blurb for the blog uh, as Disney celebrated their 100th year. Uh, they also celebrated a milestone with Make-A-Wish this year. They gave their 150,000th Disney wish. Uh, since 1980, that is when the company started working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, and some of their 2020 highlights across uh, seven of their properties, they had 20 Make-A-Wish kids go to Aulani uh, as part of Aulani Wish Week at Halloween. Uh, on uh, Actually, at Disneyland Resort, they unveiled three windows at Main Street dedicated to uh, Wish kids of the past, present, and future. Uh, at Walt Disney World, more than 50 kids attended the Once Upon a Wish Party, that is the uh, first ever large-scale wish event at Walt Disney World. Uh, in Disneyland Paris, they had 80 families at Disneyland Paris in the spring. In December, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland celebrated the Summer Snow Day Wishes celebration for 130 guests. Uh, Shanghai Disney celebrated one, I'm sorry, hosted 1,000 guests at the Wishing Star Charity Concert. And at Tokyo Disney, they granted uh, a 19-year-old uh, his wish to visit the park for the first time, uh, and that was uh, for the resort's 40th anniversary and part of World Wish Day. Uh, in addition to that, Josh Tomorrow joined the Make-A-Wish uh, America Board of Directors, representing Disney cast members. So a very busy year granting wishes. Yeah. And then they pat themselves on the back for it. Yes, well, I suppose uh, they're not really feeling the um, it's not truly charity if you let people know that it was you. That's right. Like, they're not feeling that. No, not. <laughs> so that's all the news from the Disney Parks blog. We would normally head over to California to get some Disneyland news, but we have nothing from Disneyland or California Adventure of note over the past couple days. A very quiet Christmas holiday for them. So let's head on over to Walt Disney World. Things were not so quiet at Disney World. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of crowds. There. And that meant that there was a lot of action with Genie Plus. There was. Uh, you know, Genie Plus has uh, Genie Plus has scaled pricing, tiered pricing. So depending upon the time of day, the year, the season, whether it's su- sunny or raining out, <laughs> uh, all these I mean, variables are taken into that, account. You say that like it's like it's funny, but like it really does matter. It does. Uh, so if you were in Disney World on December 25th, Genie Plus reached their highest prices uh, to date. If you had the multiple parks uh, hopper or you were at Magic Kingdom Park, your cost for Genie Plus was $39 per guest wow. per day. Uh, Epcot was $32, Hollywood Studios was $35, and Animal Kingdom was $29. Yikes. So uh, in spite of these record high prices, they actually experienced a couple of firsts during this holiday week. Uh, and that was on December 27th, Disney's Hollywood Studios sold out of the Genie Plus option uh, for the first time. 
So that uh, that is new. Uh, it's crazy. The, you know, considering the price is the highest it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's never sold out at that park. Uh, and then you know what? What? They did it again the next day wow. on December 28th. And they sold out uh, at Hollywood Studios and even Animal Kingdom. Little sweet Animal Kingdom, the baby of all <laughs> of the parks, uh, celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. They sold out for the first time on December 28th. So... The parks are busy. Yeah. They're going to get busier. And I wonder if it's the kind of thing that like in the first like day or two of people's vacations, they did not buy Genie Plus. And mm-hmm. then the lines were so long and they didn't get to do anything that, you know, by the couple of days into their vacation, they were like, I don't even care that it's so expensive. Right. We're not getting to enjoy the parks at all because all we're doing is standing in line. Let's right. just pay it. Well, the funny thing was on December 28th, neither Magic Kingdom nor Epcot sold out huh. uh, of Genie Plus. So... You know, those parks do have a larger capacity. Yeah. Um, so they have more Genie Plus available. Right. Uh, so very funny to see that happening. Uh, I did see some pictures today. Uh, the Ticket and Transportation Center was dropping guests off where the tram drop-off is. And then they had to walk under the tunnel out into the parking lot because the lines, the security line stretched out into oh the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Lot because they only had one security line open. What? Because of a parking lot fire. Oh, no. So all of the security staff had gone to address this fire. Oh, my goodness. And the security line backed up uh, tremendously. Oh, that's terrible. So I, I did not see that on the wait list. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, that's not uh, on the app. But I, I did look. The parks were busy today. Yeah. Um, you know, easily... Uh, you know, a hundred and thirty minute wait for right. Peter Pan. Wow! Uh, all of your big rides were very busy. Uh, very much looking forward to our trip on January 9th because we've never really gone off season. Yeah, I mean, we well, used we we did at the at the we we would go the first week of January. We'd keep the kids out of school for a couple of days. Or we used to go. For, we were there and there for Lily's birthday all the time, and that's the uh, the twentieth. That's true. So yeah, I, this I is actually it's actually pretty similar to when we usually go. I take that back, but it's been a number of years since we've gone many in, yes uh, in, in January. We haven't been able to pull the kids out of so school. So with for both a while. girls in college for one year mm-hmm. and having a later start for their spring semesters, we're able to go uh, when the crowds are light. Uh, so it will it will be nice to see you know non Christmassy crowds. Yes, that will definitely be good. As we talk about maybe next year going for your birthday, of course on New Year's Eve, right. Santa Goofy replaced Santa Claus for the Epcot meet and greet. That's right. Santa Claus left uh, the Od- the Odyssey Pavilion um, on January 24th, of course, because, I'm sorry, December 24th, because he had to get up to make his deliveries. Right. Um, and he's gone now, and now he winds down from that very busy night. So Santa Goofy is now uh, the photo opportunity in the Epcot Christmas holiday meet and greet. That's fun. And he will be there until, let's see... December 30th, when the International uh, Festival of the Holidays comes to a close, he has been meeting guests from 11.30 to 3.30 p.m. and 4.10 to 7.10. All right. So, uh, fun times over in Epcot. The Festival of the Arts at Epcot starts soon, um, and they have entertainment during that. They do. They have... um, Live art demonstrations as a part of that. And Disney World on their website is now listing some of the featured artists. That's right. They have art in performance experiences uh, where an artist paints a Disney character in mere minutes. Uh, Trevor Carlton will be one of the artists. He will be there January 12th to January 15th, the 18th to the 21st, and the 25th through the 28th. 
Stephen Fishwick will be there February 1st to 4th, the 8th to the 11th, and the 15th to the 19th. These live art demonstrations take place in the World Showcase Plaza every Thursday through Sunday, uh, as well as Monday, January 15th, and Monday, January 19th, as those two days are holidays. Uh, the showtimes will be available in the My Disney Experience app. Of course, the International Festival of the Holidays uh, takes place from January 12th through Excuse February me. 19th. Excuse me, it's the Festival of the Arts, not the Holidays. What did I say, Holidays? Yeah. All right, I apologize. I'm so in the holiday mood right now. <laughs> um, and uh, they also have, in addition to the uh, art demonstrations, they will have food. Oh, good. And, I like food. food kiosks. Wonderful. And who doesn't love food? But you know what I don't want? What? Arty food. Arty I don't, don't, food? don't make my food like You don't art. want artsy fartsy food? Exactly. I just want some. <laughs> I want a hamburger. All right. Um, there's a new structure under construction on Grand Avenue at Hollywood Studios. It's listed as the Grand Avenue Coke kiosk in a Central Florida Tourism Oversight District database. That's right. This building has been going up on Grand Avenue in Hollywood Studios. No one really knew what it was, um, but you can see it poking over some uh, construction walls. And as Cheryl mentioned, according to the uh, Imagineering uh, permit, uh, it is now the Grand Avenue Coke kiosk. Uh, the permit was filed because they have to install signage, which is one of the finishing touches for the structure. Uh, they're going to have uh, Cantavo, a signage and graphics company, uh, do the signage. They're also hired for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So uh, the kiosk might not just sell Coke products, but it will also sell snacks and it will be outside of the Muppets Vision 3D building. All right. I don't know. It seems like everything at the boardwalk just doesn't get done on time. Let's see. Gwendolyn Rogers Cake Bake Shop. Right. Uh, the the corn dog stand. Chip corn dogs. <laughs> yep. What's it called? Yep. Uh, and what else is not uh, going on according to schedule? <laughs> the refurbishment at the boardwalk villas oh, is no. running late. That's right. Apparently, Disney is canceling members, DVC members, upcoming reservations at the boardwalk because things are behind schedule. Um, for an example, in this article, a member with a March reservation was contacted by Disney, letting them know that they were exchanging their villa reservation for a room at the boardwalk inn, which is a separate property, right. uh, and $100 per day credit. So that was what Disney was offering. Okay. So Boardwalk has been undergoing changes for the past, it seems like, a couple of years. They remodeled the lobby in twenty twenty, early 2023, uh, and uh, they closed their DVC showroom for construction uh, work. Uh, and then, as Cheryl mentioned earlier, the Cake Bake Shop is still under construction. And no, it's not blue chip corn dogs. It's blue ribbon corn dogs uh, are also under construction. I don't know. So. Whoever they've got doing this work... Yeah. They need to work on their time. You know what they are? What? Lollygaggers. I guess so. The Chef Mickey's breakfast and dinner menus have been updated. They've added some options and they've removed some as well. What is Chef Mickey's for those who might not know? It's a buffet with characters. All right. So it is a buffet breakfast in the Contemporary Resort. It, is, of course, is populated by Mickey and some of his friends. If you're going for breakfast, breakfast is now $54 per adult and $34 per child. Uh, tax and gratuity is not included. Um, they now, instead of just waffles and French toast, the buffet's baked goods are now listed as waffles, house-made French toast, seasonal pancakes, and croissants and croissant beignets. Yum. Uh, for their dinner menu, what used to be known as carved pit ham and beef brisket is now carved, carved pit ham and andouille peppers and onions. 
Um, eggs and frittatas have been replaced on the breakfast menu with steak and egg scramble, omelets, and tofu uh, scramble. Uh, if you're going to go there for dinner, $66 per adult, $41 per child. Uh, seasonal dressings now come with assorted dressings instead of ranch dressings. Shrimp and grits, roasted pork, and house-made macaroni and cheese have been replaced by shrimp scampi, carved New York strip loin, and herb-roasted turkey and baked macaroni and cheese. Uh, so those changes have uh, taken place. All right. I yeah. don't know. None of it sounds too bad, but we don't go there. so We haven't been there in a number of years. We are looking forward to a character. Are we doing breakfast? Breakfast, yeah. Character breakfast at uh, the Crystal Palace, yes. which is Pooh Bear and Friends. That's my favorite. They have a very nice buffet. Is it an early morning or a no, late? No, late. We like to do late. Uh, we're traveling with teenagers anyway and young adults. Um, and it is hard to get them out of bed anyway. It is. So to try to do one of those reservations where you do it before you really hit the park, right. not going to work no. out for us. So we like to go um, as early as possible, hit the rides before they get crazy, and then right when things ramp up as far as uh, how many Rounds, people are in the right. park, then we like to go to breakfast. Yeah, and you know what my favorite thing to do is with a, a buffet? What? Is to hit it very close to that turnover for lunch. Mm-hmm. Because what ends up happening is most of the buffets have two buffet lines. They will invariably close one line to prepare it for lunch, leave the other one open with breakfast items, and if you're there long enough, you'll get to have some lunch items as well. Yeah, I always think I'm going to do that, and then I am so full from the breakfast things that I can't even look at the lunch things. And then after you've had like 16 slices of breakfast oh, pizza, no, you realize God. that you can't uh, No, they do the they do the French toast, the fried French toast no. rolled in cinnamon and sugar. Oh my to God. Die for. It's so good. You know, we often talk about things we do when we travel. And what is one item that you keep in your travel kit at all times? I was just saying I have to remember to bring my maple syrup with me to the Crystal Palace breakfast because I don't like their unreal syrup. That's right. Cheryl likes uh, 100% uh, real maple syrup. Right. None of this no, no Jemima, Pearl no. Mining Company, whatever they're calling it no, these days. No corn syrup in no my syrup. syrup. Just straight old, good, good old-fashioned maple syrup. Right. So, you know, uh, in entertainment news, we mentioned last week that Percy Jackson and the Olympians debuted. Right. Uh, and that debuted to a record-breaking 13.3 million viewers on its first six days of streaming on both Disney Plus and Hulu. Okay. Um, this is a series uh, from the young adult fantasy novels. And uh, these numbers, it, it's one of the top Disney-branded premieres of all time and definitely one of the top five premieres of 2023. Um, before Percy Jackson, the top Disney branded premiere was Goosebumps, which drew in 4.2 million dollars, 4.2 million viewers in its first three days. So, uh, yeah, they're hitting that, like, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? The, the tween, mm-hmm. like they're hitting the tween age. And I think those kids are a lot of who watches that kind of streaming service. Gotcha. Um, so D- Percy Jackson, and the Olympians debuted on Disney plus and Hulu on December 19th. New episodes will drop on Disney Plus weekly. The finale of season one takes place, uh, is being released on January 31st. Hulu will not host future episodes. They only hosted the initial episodes. So it might be something to check out if you're into the Percy Jackson book series. I think if you're into the Percy Jackson book series, you probably probably already checked it out. Right. Speaking of Disney Plus shows, uh, Marvel has a new series coming out in January, on January 9th, called Echo. You may remember Echo from uh, 
Good Lord from the Hawkeye miniseries. Mm -hmm. And uh, she will have her new show, but they're also hosting a launch event on January 8th at the Regency Village Theater for D23 Gold members. Uh, Gold members can reserve a ticket for themselves and one guest. uh, And this will take place uh, the day before all five episodes debut on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. So uh, we'll talk about this a little more when we talk about what's coming up on Disney Plus in January. Oh, I love those segments. And speaking of what's coming up. Yeah, we didn't want you to be on the edge of your seat waiting for this Disney Plus lineup, so we thought we'd get right to it. That's right. Cheryl's going to leave the studio now for a couple (laughs) seconds and go make a tea while I talk about what's coming up on Disney Plus in January. Uh, Previously mentioned Echo premieres this story. uh, This series follows Maya Lopez as the Kingpin's criminal empire pursues her. Um, at the end of the month, there will be an assembled The Making of Echo, which will give a behind-the-scenes uh, behind look at the new show. Uh, of course, as I mentioned already, Percy Jackson and, and the Olympians will continue to release episodes through the end of the month. Uh, there's a premiere of a new show called A Real Bug's Life, and we will have new episodes of BTS Monuments Behind the Star. So let's look at the actual schedule. What's coming up January 3rd? Uh, Modern Marvels Season 20, Storage Wars. I didn't know Storage Wars was on Disney+, Plus, but I guess it is. January 5th is the debut of X-Men. January 9th is the premiere of Echo. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, all five episodes will drop at once, which is a departure from their usual weekly uh, uh, releases. On January 12th, if you have toddlers and small children, Bluey Season 3. Luckily, we have avoided Bluey. Uh, on January 17th, We have America's Funniest Home Videos Global, uh, Season 24, Season 25, and Season 26. All of those are 22 episodes. Uh, And on January 31st, some Me and Mickey Shorts, Season 2, 17 episodes. Uh, Mickey Mouse Funhouse, Season 2, Episode 4, The Making of, uh, uh, Assembled the Making of Echo, and a new show called Choir. Uh, and all episodes uh, are released for that as well. And that uh, is the month of January. All right. How's how's your tea? You're back. You're back in the studio. You're very quiet. It wasn't tea. I was looking at Facebook. Gotcha. All right. That wraps up our Disney news. What's going on with our friends at Universal? The building that is going to house the year-round Universal Horror Unleashed destination in Las Vegas has started to go up. That's right. This concept was announced in January 23. Uh, Universal trademarked Universal Horror Unleashed unleashed at that time, but didn't officially announce the name until October. Uh, Concrete walls with towers on the corner have gone up, creating the basic structure of the building. Um, It looks to be, what what they're saying, seven seven to eight times the size of one Halloween Horror Nights tent. Yeah, it's big. So it is a big structure. It's like the size of like, I don't know, like a Walmart or something. Yeah, it looks like 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 maybe a a Costco. Yeah, exactly. Um, the building is very, very uh Looks sort of like a prison or something, it doesn't does. it? Uh, it looks very similar to the concept art that was released last year, um, which had Jack the Killer Clown, I guess, and two other figures welcoming people into the experience. Uh, this is expected to open later this year. It will be part of a 20-acre expansion in the Area 15 Entertainment District. Uh, it will be 110,000 square feet of horror. I will never go there. No. No, I don't like scary things. Yet you stay married to me. (laughs) That is a little scary. Rumor has it that Universal is going to be retiring paper theme park maps starting on January 1st. To me, this is horrible news. I feel like, didn't someone else, did Disney try to do this for a while? No, Disney is not uh, 
someone did away with uh, with paper something or others because you were very upset. Right. Well, you know, I'm an I'm an old fashioned guy. I no, like, I like newspapers. I like comic books. I like paper. I like to hold things. He I likes buy, he likes clutter. I like to buy an album. I like to feel the album in my hands. I go to a theme park. I need to grab a map, even mm-hmm. though I know where everything is. Right. I need to have a map. A map. Multiple maps. <laughs> okay. I have one to look at, one to save, right. one to frame. Right. Um, so uh, the rumor is, as Cheryl mentioned, that Universal Orlando will be retiring paper maps. Uh, and will require guests to use the resort's mobile app to navigate. Um, Maybe Universal Studios Hollywood is going to do the same thing. I just, I don't like this. I I get it. You know, they say, oh, we want to be more environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. But I think a park map is, it's almost like a rite of passage. Like our kids learned how to read a map. By, I don't by think that's how maps. you. That is not how you read a map. Oh, no, they learn how to like read directions. <laughs> I guess, know? but you know what? You do the same thing on the on the app. It still gives you the the uh, the map. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same feel for me. Maybe I'm just a grumpy old yes, man. Yes, you are. Ugh. So even though paper maps might be going away, you do like the paper times guides. I do. I feel like I, maybe they don't have those times on the app, or maybe I just can never find where the the area is in the app that I'm supposed to see that. I'm right. not sure. They're all there. They're in the app. Like, I'm you sure. know, when Goofy is in the Odyssey building as Goofy Santa, mm-hmm. those times are in the app. I see. But they're also in their times guide. So right. uh, you can't have it both ways. Hey, if you can find it for me in the app, I'm good to go. All right. Uh, what else is going on at Universal? Um, the How to Train Your Dragon spinning ride is being tested at Epic Universe. That's right. Ride testing is underway. There was some video uh, on the, well, formerly Twitter. I, I, I can't call it X. It just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, so Epic Universe is their uh, newest theme park for Universal Orlando Resort, and it is scheduled to open in 2025. So we're probably about a year and a half away. Um, but the Sky Flyers ride uh, is the ride in question. And as we mentioned, it is themed after How to Train Your Dragon. Guests will sit in several winged seats on one end of a long pole, while the dragon on the other end applies to be uh, appears to fly randomly, spinning and twisting the pole. So uh, it looks like a fun, uh, fun ride. Sure. Alrighty, that wraps up the show for today. We will not have a show on Monday as it is New Year's Day. And we will be recovering from all of the festivities. So much partying. That's right. We (laughs) hope that uh, all of you have a healthy and safe and prosperous new year. We will be back in 2024 with all new surprises and excitement. Really? New stories. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, But until then, well, I guess we'll be back on Wednesday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 